Welcome everybody to You've Been Programmed Vibrate Into A New Reality podcast. We are David and Alicia. We are a former married couple of 11 years, together for 14 years, and we are here to break old programs. We are here to share perspectives to help you expand as you enter your new reality and as you welcome yourself into this new earth. And so we are very excited to to share these perspectives with you, share our experiences with you, and help you move forward into your new next chapter of your earthly experience. Let's get started. Who are we? That's a good question. Here we are, DH and Alicia. Oh, we're going down. Yeah, yeah. This is our ninth podcast. We don't need to use numbers or anything, but that's pretty damn exciting. You're a counter for sure. I I don't really pay attention, but it's nice to know. Numbers have a lot to do with a lot. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the experience. Yes. Welcome to the experience. What a beautiful, I guess it's later morning here in uh, San Mateo, Oratina, Costa Rica. So welcome along with us. Most important, it's a beautiful 80 degrees Mm. and it's dry season. So this is our hot summer. So for anyone that's cold out there, at one point in my life I realized I'm not supposed to live in cold weather. It's just not what I love. And I've really started to align more with what do I love? What do I want to do? What feels good? You know, when we start to ask ourselves those questions, our reality kind of comes together almost in an unplanned way when we surrender. You know, the program there is that we've got to have a plan and we've got to know every step and we've got to write it all out and we have to have goals and that leaves no room for surrender. So when we talk about shifting from the masculine, do, 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 we are talking about this on the last podcast, to the feminine, surrender, flow, be, allow, accept, Watch it all swirl up and come into your field. Any opportunity, relationship, person, job, gift, you know, play with the surrender. Wasn't a plan to start off that way, but... No, I mean, the first thing that you said is, like, what feels good? And, you know, as I'm coming into my my current state is I am listening more to what feels good. And hopefully all of the people listening to us are starting to ask how I feel versus what do I think and asking people how they feel versus how are you doing and really just trying to connect with the heart and as the more we connect with our heart by asking how we feel and really listening to that feeling our body doesn't lie it it has all the signals and sensors that explain to us hey bro you're off track or hey this feels really good and honestly We can go in so many different directions with what feels good, right? Because of the different bodies we have, you know, the physical, emotional, spiritual bodies have different feelings and fueling all of them Mm -hmm. is what really allows this Merkaba, this like body to experience the full journey of the human earthly experience. And that's what's so beautiful about the quest is following what feels good and knowing a year ago, a week ago, a day ago, what felt good may change and it may shift and just being open to the experience. And the feel good doesn't necessarily have a specific outside Mm -hmm. attachment to it. You're only attached to the feeling. You know, if there's an attachment at all, I don't encourage attachment in any form, but you start to understand that we create when we're in the now moment, when we're really in our heart space, like you were saying. And to be in the heart, you've gotta be out of the mind. You've gotta slow the mind down. You've gotta stop the thinking, or otherwise you're unconsciously creating, right? You're creating without really realizing it. And you're just kind of showing up and living in whatever reality you've reflected out in front of you that your subconscious needs you to see. It's communicating with you on the inside and the outside. Because if you can imagine we're at the center point and we create all of the interactions and the characters in our experience, this is a leap into the quantum perspective of how things really work. We've spent our time growing up and kind of being taught what life is, taught what a person (coughs) or a human is, taught what we're supposed to do and what normal looks like and all of that kind of stuff. So now, you know, these last podcasts have been kind of unpacking some of that. What's true for you? 
You know, yeah, you've been told this. Yeah, you've been taught this. Yeah, you've been told this is the way. But what is true for you? Take all of that out of it. And what's for real? Mm-hmm. We don't always know right away. We've got to start digging a little deeper, deprogramming ourselves, getting honest with ourselves, being conscious, becoming more consciously aware, right? Mm. So, yeah, you know, the other thing about feeling good is that, that sometimes there's guilt associated with that or judgment about feeling good. Number one, for an example, a mom might especially be the one that would almost feel guilty for feeling good too much of the time. Mm -hmm. Like we have a role to fill. We have a role to play here. And it looks like an exhausted mother that's always chasing after the kids. You know, we create it. We create the role. We create the definition of the mom. We create the stress of, of it. We create the, if we're a good one or not, I'm just using mom as an example, but mm-hmm. this just applies to anything. Well, that's so good, but because we talk about deprogramming and we talk about vibrating into a new reality and what that actually means is it's a shift. It's an energetic shift that you go from one place to a new place that feels more aligned. It feels more at peace. It feels more smooth, in flow, graceful. And the example of a mom and a dad is those are roles that we play in this human world that are super strong. And there is very strong images of what a quote unquote good and a bad mom is or a good and a bad dad. And as we come into this presence in 2020 in this reality is that we're shifting from an old system of gender laws in partnership and in work in community in all of it and stripping down some of those things, you know, and we saw the shift happen in the corporate world, right? Like the influx of women, influx of minorities, there's something shifting, but the identities that we assigned that this is the perfect model of being a mom. And if I don't do this, 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 and this, and I'm a bad mom. And then you start feeling, feeling pain in your body. You know, you feel, you start getting anxiety or depression or, or anger. And next thing you know, this is just a general example. Next thing you know, you're on like a Prozac or you're on some type of medication that's altering chemically you. And so rewinding, rewind like an old like cassette tape, rewind all the way to the beginning. And now know that we create that. We create it. We can let go of any of the programming. We can rewind and erase whatever we may have stored in our subconscious and come clear of it and what we talk about a lot on this podcast is ways that we can do that ways that we can clear based on me and your experiences but also just we've been working with people for 10 12 13 years in different capacities so what's beautiful is to activate things the people that are listening to this podcast or any podcast hopefully it is activating things within you it's allowing you to contemplate and expand and question and, and hopefully some of the things that we're experiencing can help. And um, I know we'll get into uh, Gene Keys and we talk about all kinds of tools on this podcast, whether it's books or documentaries or people to follow or connect with or that type of stuff. But um, I know we had mentioned Gene Keys last week, but it's a beautiful tool. The title of the book, the main book is The Gene Keys, Embracing Your Higher Purpose. I mean, it sounds kind of cool. exactly Um, yeah what a guide this book has been so when we talk about the programming you know we've been kind of preparing or helping understand the programming seeing the programming not fearing the programming um, accepting it and then also envisioning who you really are Digging, digging into that a little more And the Gene Keys book was a big tool for me. Well, I actually, I got into human design. Someone in the community that we had moved to had introduced me to it. I did a reading with her. I was blown away by the information she told me. It was out of this world. (laughs) I didn't know something like this could even exist, but it was like an immediate connection to that info from then on where I was like, whoa, there is deep info here for me, for myself, but for humanity. That led me on 
a discovery to find the gene keys, which is kind of a continuation of that, if you could say, or you might say another perspective. But it's also holding together, it's incorporating the astrology and the ancient I Ching, okay? So we did talk about this a little bit last week. So if you have checked out your profile, awesome. If you haven't, you can go to Gene Keys website and you can get your free profile. And I highly recommend it. The idea behind it, if you think about it, number one, it's going to take you into a whole new world about understanding your genetics, your real genetics, more so on an energetic level. I know I've talked about this many times about feeling like, you know, either a victim consciousness where you feel like things are happening to you and you don't have much control versus a shift in your awareness of acceptance and surrender and understanding how this all really can work. I don't want to overpile mm-hmm. you with information, but to give just a little bit of a summary, what I ended up finding and how I would summarize this tool for myself is that it became like an inner guidance workbook you know, within the self, within the soul, within the genetics, within the history of who we are, within the heart, within the shadow frequencies. You know, I started to become aware. We talk about being programmed. Well, this book, number one, you pull your profile and you get your specific gene keys, your specific codes that are your design. And now you take them and you come into this book and you start to understand a little more about yourself and you start to see that not only did you have the programming of your history of, of where you grew up and what schools you went to and churches and all of that, wherever the programming came from, but there's genetic level programming within our body, within our DNA, and it's called shadow frequency programming. And it's not shadow, not meaning it's good or bad. It's just you're unaware of it. There's no light on it. You just don't know it's there. And so the next thing you know, you go into your keys and you start reading and you start understanding, whoa, there's some stuff I'm holding on to that's ancestral that I didn't even know I'm carrying. And just becoming aware of it, it can allow you to to release um, the energy that's been holding you back within some of the things that maybe are stored within your body and your cells. So at this point, how I've used this tool and how I'm using it to help others I'm pretty self-taught myself. I really just love to dive in there and figure it all out. I know I'm here to help others as they want to discover the deeper bits of who they are. I mean, I've already been reading this information on Facebook Lives and sharing from the book and everything, but I really think this information is what I would like to call like sacred ancient text that's come back up to guide us. And when we see it that way and when we approach ourselves as sacred and then we approach the sacred text, we start to unlock our sacred selves. We start to remember who we really are. You start to really become in alignment with your design. And it's not telling you an exact way to be. It's really just helping you see what it is that you might be holding on to or a tendency or a pattern of your specific codes that you can release or let go of. It's nothing personal. You just have to decide if you're really interested in staying right where you're at or if you're interested in evolving. If you want to evolve, if you want to ascend into higher frequencies, these are frequencies where you can heal your body. These are frequencies where fear doesn't exist, right? These frequencies are available to us, and this information can kind of give us personal and collective insight within the self so that we can really start deeply connecting with our true design, our true nature, why we're really here. Mm. So it's a contemplative tool. I don't think it ever ends. I read this book all day, every day personally. But I mean, for most people that want to contemplate it, they might just pick it up one day and open it. And the wisdom inside and the energetic shifts that happen when you become aware of this type of consciousness will change Mm. your life. Well, this got me thinking of doing things that challenge you then that are uncomfortable is pulling a profile of yourself from this tool called gene keys or any tool when you fill it out it just gives you like a summary of kind of who you are and it really connects and relates to you it's like you have that aha like laugh within yourself like wow like is this for real like how do they know all really really connected (laughs) and um so doing things that challenge you to learn something completely new and um, we're at that level collectively that we are seeking and attracted and magnetically connected to 
expanding and learning new things and, and learning more about ourself. And through that process, through what you were explaining and my minimal experience of this is, is we're starting to go beyond our family story. We're starting to go beyond like where we have the family lineage and we're from this country and it's kind of like the limit of where it goes. We, we carry all of the, you know, hereditary this, hereditary that, and you start going beyond all of it, searching for answers. And what happens is what's happening for me is that I'm letting go of a lot of those old stories and wanting to learn more about my story and wanting to learn more about how I'm connected to the people that are in front of me, that are around me. And this tool is helped, you know, this tool is, is, and I'm just now getting into it, but when we can start going beyond our quote unquote human family story and start connecting a little bit deeper, a little bit more beyond and, and not being satisfied with an answer that's been shared before, I think it's pretty exciting. Um, and then the other thing that you shared there before you probably expand more is the word sacred. And when we talk about our humanness and we talk about what do we classify as sacred, right? Like, do we really use that word as like, a, this is the moment. This is the, the highest spiritual connected moment in my existence right now. Um, or are we just thinking like our family is sacred, you know, like just keeping it in the family. And that goes to what I always talk about with intention when it comes to relationship with career, to work, to anything, are you bringing that sacredness, that connection, like it's the, the only moment that we have? So I know that was kind of a tangent, but I love that word as I've, I've come here, I've really connected with me dropping in intentionally and, and creating the space to be sacred. And it's funny, I'm looking at this table and Alicia's got you know, her, her crystals and she's set an intention when she came here to bring the best version of herself to this podcast it's really cool it's beautiful we're a great team I mean our heart here is to really just share our real life experiences and tools that have really helped us find sovereignty and liberation and peace within the self and it's like how beautiful is that mm -hmm. that we can bring this to you and that we find that it's helping others we know we went through some hard experiences in order to show that sometimes that has to happen for you to know yourself for you to understand deeper truths about who you are. And so there's a little bit of a design to things. And so when we surrender to that design, we all start to really learn our part in this beautiful existence that we're in together and this beautiful dance that we're in. Mm -hmm. And we're always working together. We're never separate. Even as a divorced couple, right? We're never mm -hmm. separate. We put those lines around us. We put the borders and the boundaries. And so right now it's about the unification within the self and then of others. And so in order to do that, it requires an opening of the heart. Um, you know, with this book, when we talk about the mutation of DNA, the idea that you could restart or reprogram your DNA from what it's ever been at a genetic level, okay? That's a little bit, <laughs> that's a pretty um, mighty statement. Mm -hmm. In order to unlock the ability to do that, because this is happening, this is epigenetics, things like forgiveness and compassion have to be a natural state. Mm -hmm. You know, and so this is how you start to just identify the deep, dark, down under shadow frequencies of your tendencies that aren't forgiveness and compassion. Mm -hmm. And that you can easily clear those because your heart's intention and your higher self's intention and your purpose before you came here was to shift into higher frequencies or we wouldn't all be talking together. Mm -hmm. And so now here's some tools and here's some different perspectives and here's some detachment and here's some ways of looking at things. Here's some ways to understand and study yourself. You know, so when I help people with the gene keys, I don't really just do a reading, giving them a summary of themselves. I know that's always fun to just kind of hear your points. <clears throat> I do do that, but what I deeply do is give you the keys to yourself so you can start really playing inside there and unlocking some things. Contemplating the information, it's not a race, and allowing it to really activate some awareness in you and giving you the opportunity to clear things you're holding on to that no longer serve you anymore that you just didn't know were there. Another podcast we've talked about cleaning out the closet. Well, this is, this is like the flashlight in the dark corners of the room. 
kind of bringing the shadows into awareness so you can see them and you're not afraid of them and you understand them and you accept them about yourself. Mm. It's a part of who you are. It's through your love and acceptance and your awareness of these so-called shadows or bad qualities about us or our fears or all of that. It's through our love and acceptance and awareness of them that we start to dissolve them. But we have to do that as like a first step. And so this book is genetic programming. It helps you become aware of the programming that you have within your genes or your DNA. It helps you become aware of that. And then you see the higher frequency reprogramming, the natural state of the gift and then the divine frequencies of the of the Siddic. So it's this beautiful journey within the self. It's the involution, not the evolution, right? Evolution outside, involution inside. Mm. It's hard to really tell how people are involving inside. We can't see inside, but but in fact the truth is if you are involving, you are evolving. And it is very apparent to the people around you. You can't deny, based on what you're seeing in your physical reality and what you're experiencing, it's showing what you're doing inside, what's going on inside. It's a, it's a perfect match. And so as we involve, we evolve in this beautiful way. Well, in any way that we want to. But in our case, we've, this information's really helped. So this mm. guidance. Um, helped me really identify the things within myself I needed to love and I needed to accept and I needed to understand and embrace you know things that sometimes we think are like um sometimes we think it's a curse to have certain tendencies or behaviors and so we almost judge ourselves for having them and then you find out that it's actually a part of your nature it's a part of your design and so you totally change your whole perspective from judging who you are wishing you were this Mm -hmm. other way to embracing who you are you know, it's it's so insightful in those types of ways where you really start to appreciate yourself. You appreciate your design. You appreciate your structure. You start to see the programs that have kept you from loving and accepting yourself. The comparisons or the ideas or expectations of how you think a person is supposed to be a good person, a respectful person, a successful person. Whatever the characters are, whatever the pawns in the game that we've created that we think we're here to achieve. I mean, think of like the market for self-love for fitness, for health, for wellness, for beauty, for longevity, for all the healing modalities. Like think of the market for acceptance of self, right? It's like we need all these tools to accept who we are is the acceptance based on comparison of what the outside world has created. And so when you shift inward through involvement, and you start finding answers within, inside, it shifts your entire reality. And the most obvious is the human. The human is because the one that we all can connect on. It's so exciting because when you really look at like, as the market, as the markets shift, the density of how many more self-love books or self-improvement or self-help, it's like people are telling us how to like be ourself and be our truth. And so, I talked about the last podcast and I reflect this a lot is that the answers are inside of us. If we're not listening, following and educating ourselves on tools and content that are telling us the answers are within ourselves to look within, to look deep within, it ain't it's right. not right. It's yeah. not the right content. It's time to shift. Yeah. So what's beautiful and which was a gut check in the things in my presence are all about that. And the things that are not, that may be like signing up for some type of followship in the sense of like do these 12 steps and your life will change forever i'm not saying those things are bad but if they're not including taking time in silence connecting with nature you know finding something that stretches you to grow internally maybe it's just challenging yourself to like or someone being willing to say you got to let go of stuff yeah. Because we keep going through these same cycles of more self-help, more self-help, more self-help. We're hearing the same stories over and over again. In order to not hear the same stories, we've got to stop living the same story. Right. We have to break the pattern or the cycle. And we haven't got there yet. We're sometimes stuck in the cycle of self-help. and But we're not doing anything about it. And that's it. where we go back to the acceptance. Mm-hmm. If the book's called self-help, it's meaning you're not accepting your presence. And just accept it and then... Yeah, maybe that's me dissing the self-help book. Maybe I'm wrong. No, no, no. You're not dissing the self-help book. They're beautiful. It's that what 
we have to do something more than wait for it to magically turn us on. We have to let go of something. You've got to surrender the old self, the old ways, the old ego, the old belief systems. You have to, in order to build a new structure or to help yourself, you've got to let go of the stuff that's not helping you. The problem is sometimes as the human or with the ego Mm. identity, we hold on to stuff thinking we still need it, but it's a lie. It's not helping us get to our higher self or our higher truth. We think it is and we have attachment and we feel safety to it and we need it to be that way we we sometimes in our own human self don't know what's best for us that's why when you surrender you start letting your higher self come in and really divinely lead you guide you and connect you and you don't really question that as much and you don't even judge it you come into eventually through you know understanding yourself you've come to an acceptance and a trust a total trust mm. and full acceptance. And I keep, I always talk about that Michael Singer book, The Surrender Experiment. And I think it's a perfect listening book for anybody. Surrender is so, so key in this. And even, you know, when I think about plant medicine, for an example, it's become pretty popular. And I think a lot of people are coming to Costa Rica for it or going and seeing shamans and things like that. And they can rock your world, this kind of stuff can, this information can. It can really shake you up and help you see things in a different way. But then what happens sometimes is even though you're aware and it rocks your world and it changes you a little bit, if you go right back into some of the same patterns, you fall right back into them without even realizing it. So you got to do something about it. You got to break a cycle. You've got to really become aware and kind of rewrite it all. Mm. You know, whether you use books or a teacher or a guide or coach or a medicine or whatever mm. it is that you feel like you're called to on your journey of self awareness, it's just important that you understand there's work to be done and it's basically the work of surrender and letting go. I mean, it's a good question to ask ourselves it is what are our formalities that we are telling ourselves? Meaning, it's a formality that I just have to go into this job. It's a formality that I'm going to drive this car. It's a formality that I have to stay in this house or in this city. It's a formality that I'm, I got to stay in this relationship that's broken. You know, it's a formality that I got to take Johnny to three different sports during the week and Jenny to three different things during the week. And it's a formality. Like we've told ourselves we have these things. And if those formalities, those almost limitations that we've put on ourselves, if they are not expansive to our current presence our soul's journey then that's where it will continue to redirect us pain to us so ask yourself about those formalities are they expansive are they creating freedom excitement joy ease flow grace are they fun is it unconditional you know human relationship is the greatest catalyst it's the greatest mirror of reflection Romantic partnership, also parental, and also your children and and your colleagues. But like those are just reflectors to you. So ask yourself of those things that you currently have that may be labeled as formalities in your world. Are they expansive? Are they adventurous, exploratory? Are they fun? Are they challenging? Are they open? Or is each day the same? And you feel this like yearning and calling within you that's not being turned on. There's lights that aren't being activated. So what I love about this podcast, and I learn each time I'm doing this podcast, and I learn outside of it when I'm listening objectively, is there's activators, there's tools that Alicia may be experiencing that I'm unfamiliar with. And all of and, and it, there's no coincidence that I'm sitting here and we're just we're talking about these on a podcast because the synchronicities in life are so beautiful once we become open to receiving them. And all of these things are just activators to awaken dormant, dormant cells in our body, dormant life in our body. And it's, um, it's freaking contagious. Well, it's superhuman DNA, really, mm-hmm. if you really want to get into it. It's any god or goddess or any higher regarded intelligent being and creator and all of it, anything we've ever known to respect and the higher regard of mm-hmm. gods, we are them. We have the bad and the good. We are superhuman. And that can sound like a really fun movie mm-hmm. in a way. But you, what changes in your life when you think we're superhuman versus we're limited by our genetics? You know, what are the possibilities that change? What are the different possibilities of realities and outcomes for you when you shift from saying, you know, these are my genes, these are my genetics, this is what my mom and dad gave me versus 
I am a mutating DNA evolving human that can change my frequencies, that can change my reality. You're starting to just play with the curiosity of the possibility of creating here. Mm. I mean, I just got the most interesting example when you were talking about that, the genetic mutations and such. It's like, think of like two purebred dogs that are different breeds, like a lab and a golden retriever, and then they breed. You no longer have a singular breed. You have a hybrid, right? And imagine those hybrids going in creating with other hybrids and going to creating with other hybrids and other hybrids and compounded. There's so much mixture in the genetic coding. There's so much mixture as a mutation into those beings. Mm -hmm. So essentially what's so beautiful is if you can scale into that, scale back into that within yourself is you're not just limited to the genetics or whatever from your parents, your biological parents. There's, there's so many things beyond that. And it's, um, I was asking you some interesting questions last night, like what's beyond, mm-hmm. you know, the, the human, so to speak. And just those types of contemplative questions are super interesting because what a lot of times that those questions do is they shift you out of your mind and they, they go into your heart and you really can start to breathe into it and, and um, contemplate. You know, when we talk about shadow frequencies and things like this, you start to consider this. Excuse the dogs barking. <laughs> yeah. This is the real life. Um, so I just, I couldn't imagine, I love to be natural and free. I couldn't imagine like being locked up in a, in a closed room studio. So I hope you don't mind the nature noises Mm -hmm. in the background because it keeps us in our flow and keeps us really connected to the outside and gets us grounded for sure. But well, think about that. I mean, not trying to diss people that have like closed studios, but I mean, well, I'm sure there's some people that can really appreciate good sound for sure. Our most important goal is like getting our hearts out, Mm -hmm. you know, and just our own freedom of creative expression without any attachments to the Mm -hmm. outcome. We're playing in the energy field. Always. We create everything from the energy field. So with that, okay, we're talking about genetics. Superhuman. You know, can you imagine even that there's genetic fear within the human to not breed with others? Just an example. I want to give you an example of how there can be an unnecessary fear programmed within our DNA because it's not necessary anymore. There's like almost a control mechanism of keeping tribes together and keeping things separate, which we've really been talking about. One of the main goals and the understanding of all of this is coming to the idea that we could possibly be so deeply connected into one collective consciousness. So can you understand how any separation, family, tribal, community, those are the things that are keeping us sometimes from finding our truth. Mm -hmm. And so we have this genetic fear within ourselves. It's not, that might not even have been something we were taught, but it's still in there somewhere. And so we're burning through, we're purifying the cells right now by becoming aware of little, little anchors, what I like to call anchors of frequency, lower anchors of frequency that keep you from shifting into higher frequencies and your frequency creates your reality, right? So we're constantly becoming much more aware of how we're navigating in the energetic field, in the mm-hmm. quantum field, instead of always fixing everything from the, the dense physical um, field because we have to at some point come to a realization that what we're experiencing outside is a creation from the inside. Once we even consider this to be true, everything changes. You basically step into a whole new world because you find answers. Mm-hmm. Just a reminder to people that are experienced as they approach that, like don't be scared when you get to that point. There's plenty of people and soul family or, or resources that are in that process of helping move forward. That we're all in this together, we're all one, and we're all equal. There may be different levels that we are on at different points of our consciousness and how it navigates this human experience, but we're all open to helping. When you do feel that sense of fear, shift it as adrenaline and excitement and whoa, I think a light just turned on. I think something just got activated. Start really looking at the, the terminology and the, and the energy and understanding that we do have DNA dormant in our body that has yet to be activated. So there's different means and tools and resources and guides that activate those. And for each of us, it may be different, but we're coming into oneness. The part about the kids, I was, 
I was sitting here and I asked myself while Alicia was talking, why did I have children? Yes, I have them now and I know there's been so many beautiful gifts that will continue to feed me the rest of this life. However, before all that is, why did I have kids? Why did I want kids? Was it like I had this yearning deep within my soul that was like, I gotta have some kids? Or was it kind of a, a bit of the combination of the society? Like, you know, you meet the girl and you know, you get the house or you know, you create the life. Well, you get married and then the next thing you, know, you have the kids. And I mean, there's no regrets in any of it, but like, I don't know, you ask the why. If you start asking the why behind every and all things that you do, it's um well then you start to realize that it that that it was all by design of course you know it was it was all by design how we've all come together and this is the world that i'm starting to play in is the energetics and the magnetics and the mathematics and the sacred geometry the designs of how people come together you know why we really have children so that they can reflect back to us our wounds that we need to see because remember I've talked about if you could just imagine that everything you experience outside of you is characters right characters in your play showing you what you need to work through and what you need to see and what you need to realize reflecting light on your subconscious memories wounds fears experiences all of it and so we carry within us a lot of child wounds we decided, again, that before we came, because we decided our parents and a lot of our situations here. We were going back to before we got here. We didn't just show up and we're like, oh mm -hmm. my God, all of this stuff has happened. We're going back, instead of the identification with the person, the identification with, with the creator of the person. Mm -hmm. you know. And so our children really are here to reflect back to us whatever it is we still need to see. I've even seen patterns in that, how directly Lawson is a similar human design to you and the way we pull human design information is based on birthday time and location and so that's kind of interesting that you have a child that has such a similar design to you aka a reflection to you to mm -hmm. see yourself in something else to mm -hmm. relive an experience you know he's you and he's 12 you know and you're the father of him now and we start to define what does a father of a son look like and all of this stuff and what did I want as a child that I didn't receive. Mm -hmm. And so we start seeing even our children, anybody around us, our parents, our children, our bosses, our sisters, our experiences, our reflections to us to dance with, to understand, to see, reflect within the self, within the consciousness. Mm. Um, it's yeah. really good. I mean, honestly, if everybody can kind of breathe into that a little bit, can you close your eyes and visualize and walk back to your seven-year-old version of yourself? And you are walking up to that seven-year-old version of yourself, whether it's in a park or in some type of open setting outside. And then that seven-year-old self turns around and you're on your knees and you have the ability to really connect with that soul, really connect with that time that being, that light, and what would you say to that version of yourself? How do you feel in this visualization connecting with that seven-year-old version of yourself? You know, what do you have to share? And then reflecting it back in the sense of embodying that seven-year-old and what were your dreams? What were you feeling called to from within at that young age that may have been completely steered in, the, in a different direction based on conditioning, based on society, based on your parents or your life experience. So come back into, bring that inner child back into who you are in this moment and allow yourself to play. If you have children, you can do that exercise so easily because you have a physical body that you can actually reflect, connect on this physical plane and you can feel their heart and you can visualize and there's an energetic vibration when you're physically touching another human being that is um, almost unduplicatable so go back and connect with that inner child because it opens things wounds up and allows you to let go of them it allows you to clear them instantaneously and as we expand and as we feel more aligned with our soul's journey what I'm experiencing in my reality the things that have shifted is I'm becoming more playful more fun more light more open more free more creative more artistic more joyful 
more excited and connected to talking about things that are expansive, one connected, unity consciousness. And it's beautiful. It's really beautiful um, to connect with that inner child. So simple exercise. And when we talk about unifying back inside with the self and seeing us all as one unified field of consciousness, your kids are almost the final things that lead you back into yourself. It's like you really do start to become aware that everything you create outside or all the people that you've experienced are here to teach you stuff or walk you back home into your origination of Mm -hmm. yourself that created that brought them into this existence in the first place we're always playing out our wounds with our projections on our children Mm -hmm. on anybody outside of us and so they're especially played out in our closest relationships right with your partners and with your children and so what's so interesting about that of course you do that so if you have some inner wounds inside of yourself that maybe have been tucked away that maybe you haven't looked at maybe you didn't even know existed maybe you didn't even realize they were there hurts and wishes of how your parents would have been or memories of things that happened that could have been traumatic to you you know a lot of us in this specific time it was by design that we go through these types of experiences to be able to learn how to shift out of them to be able to make the connection of emotions suppressed emotions frequency reality relationships projections mirrors how everything outside of you is a mirror of what's inside you know everything's reflecting back to you what's going on inside of you every perspective outside of you is a reflection of what's in you right so we've got to keep playing using the outside world and our experiences in this beautiful outside world and understanding and trusting that it could be your children or it could be your worst enemy it's whatever character you've chosen you needed to start to become more aware if you keep having drastic situations mm. that you're experiencing outside of you it's because you're not getting the message You haven't become conscious enough yet to understand you're in a vicious cycle playing a game with yourself here. And so you start to identify every character as an ally for you. Mm. And you start to open your heart up with gratitude and you start to become a little humble and you start to think about what's this really here to teach me? If I stop pointing my finger and saying this person's acting like this and they're doing this and they're treating me this way and you go, let me take a step back for a minute and let me take a higher perspective. Let me shift from the ground Mm. to the sky here and let me look down upon this as a higher consciousness and see what I'm really seeing here with these patterns. Let's see what I'm really seeing here with my relationships. What am I really coming up against? What are my fears? What are my regrets? What are my resentments? You know, you go back to the seven-year-old child. Well, if if that's where your memory takes you, or let's say it's a 14-year-old, it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter, right? But let your memory take you there. Mm -hmm. I'm sure since we've been talking about this, you've had flashes Mm -hmm. of yourself pop up in situations in your life, whether they be good, bad, happy, or sad. We carry these memories within ourselves and it's okay, number one, to go there, number two, to love that person, whoever they were when they were 14 or seven, because we're not that person anymore. You know, we're not even who we were yesterday, right? But you can go back to that time and you can find yourself in compassion because that person's you now. And that, and until you resolve that relationship, you're going to keep playing it out in your current reality with whatever people are around you. Right, So we go back to whatever that memory is and we have compassion and love and acceptance and maybe forgiveness. If there's other people around or other characters around that we've held feelings towards for being bad or not loving us or leaving us or you know, abandonment and rejection, big mm-hmm. wounds, right? And so we start to really go back there and we just start to tie up the loose ends with some hugs with some hugs and shit. (laughs) You know, you just go back there and you forgive and you love and you seal and you accept. And we let go of regrets and we Mm -hmm. let go of coulda, woulda, shouldas. If it didn't happen this way, it would have happened. You know, this could have happened. That's not how it works. It's all by design. Mm -hmm. Here we are at this point. This is what we've got going on. This is what we've experienced. This is what we know of our life. Okay, what's really true for me and what isn't? What am I willing to let go of? When do I no longer define myself by the story of what's happened to me in my history? You can't create new stuff if you keep talking about what you've always done. Mm. We're not going back anymore. 
we've talked about activations a lot on this without maybe saying the word activations, but that's really one of the purposes of this podcast is to activate things within you that inspires you to go and, and follow your, your path, follow your journey. And to close out that visualization on the inner child, and I love how Alicia brought that back, is when you're there in that visualization and you're connecting energetically and you're able to breathe into that situation as if it's physically happening in this reality, smile and look at yourself. Tell yourself, I love you. Let yourself know that you got their back, that you are one. Say thank you for the experience. Give them a hug. Thank you for your strength, your courage. Let's create, let's love, let's explore. I am you and you are me. And then move it beyond that. Say, I see you again, but move it beyond that. And, sit, and can you see the inner child in everyone that you interact with? Can you, look in, can you look beyond their eyeballs and their physical body? And can you look within their soul and really connect with the inner child of that person? And really allow your heart to connect. That's what will happen is your mind will slow and it'll quiet the noise so you can connect with that person's heart. You could see the truth and divinity of that inner child, which is still the soul. There's no age. That's such a powerful visualization. It's such a powerful way for you to have expansiveness and to carry what your, what your spiritual development, spiritual journey, what your life journey, life experience is up to this point. And I wrote three A's down because I feel like we've talked about, a lot about it is as you awaken, you then accept and then you take action. And those are just simple ways as you come onto your path, as you, you become open, then you start to, what you can hear the terms in the spiritual communities, or whatever, is you become awake. And I mean, think of like just turning the headlights on your car in a dark alley. It's like, whoa, wow, okay. So think of that being your awakeness. And then acceptance is truly just accepting. Imagine how freeing that feels to accept your current reality in all capacities, just coming into it. And then the actions are to follow that path. Follow your unique divine path that is yours. That's why I love that we discussed the gene keys on this and how it's, it's a tool that allows you to go within your own self. And it's also a tool that what I like to tell people as they start to open up to this information is like you clearly have signed up for some massive shift in your life and, and don't let fear get in the way of change. You know, the caterpillar doesn't even know what's about to happen, right? Mm -hmm. The caterpillar doesn't fear the cocoon. It's just a part of the natural process. So the difference is that with humans, we have fear and we have self-conscious and so we're so afraid of change and transformation that we spend our life resisting the cocoon process and truly transforming into our natural state, our natural self, who we're really here to blossom into. And so it's fear that we've got to let go of too. You know, you start to think about fear and what's keeping me back and what am I limited by and what are the stories and the limitations that I keep telling myself that are keeping me from this journey of transformation. When you're in the caterpillar's mm -hmm. body, it's just walking you to the most beautiful place for you to spin your silken cocoon and to go inside. Is that but, a metamorphosis? Well, basically, and actually I did want to read a little thing about dragonflies and mutation that's in the Gene Keys book. Because I think that the butterfly and the dragonfly are just beautiful ways to help us understand that even as a human species that we have the ability to mutate. Because this is kind of out there information or new information, but we are coming into a process where we are mutating, mark my words. We're going to learn more about this stuff. People are already starting to talk about epigenetics a lot, but we don't need to just look for explanations from a scientific perspective anymore. This is more like a like a creator perspective, like a godly perspective, mm -hmm. like a design and an architecture. So we're really just coming back into our divine nature and our power. We aren't the limitations we've ever been taught we were, right? So I'm gonna read you this, it's called Heavenly Hydraulics. If you're familiar with the Gene Keys, it's in Gene Key 55, which we're about to come up on. It's about to be activated Wednesday. And so it's a rather, it's the longest gene key in the book and what I kind of like to call the prophecy of the new way of the new earth from education and government and 55. 
and sacred love and money and community and emotions. And it's about shifting out of victim consciousness into freedom. And so Mm. anyways, just to give you a glimpse, because I want you to hear the story and to, for the first time, maybe you're thinking, what does that mean that I have DNA that can mutate and shift? What does that even mean? You don't have to know right now and you don't have to find all the answers and please don't try to logically explain all of this at this time. I mean, you certainly can, and I'm sure there's a million ways you can prove this wrong. We're here to prove it right because we've been living this experience before we've started talking about it. We've been living this mutation, and I know we're here in some way to make other people aware of this process that's kind of happening behind the scenes that we just don't really know Mm -hmm. is going on. So, heavenly hydraulics. Because the 55th gene key is called the dragonfly's dream, right? So, to understand the true nature of the coming awakening, one can find a beautiful parallel in the life cycle of the dragonfly. Dragonflies spend much of their early lives underwater. As underwater insects, they are known as nymphs. And unlike most pond insects, they do not have to come to the surface for air. For most of their lives, nymphs live totally underwater where they are highly successful predators, feeding on anything from leaf litter to small fish. During this stage of its life, the nymph goes through a series of molts, stages of maturity, in which it sheds its skin, but still remains as a nymph. These stages of the insect's life can last several years, and during this time it has no idea whatsoever of what kind of future lies ahead. It is undergoing a series of hidden mutations. Then, one day, all of a sudden, some sleeping gene within is triggered, and the nymph does something totally out of character. It finds the stalk of a nearby plant and climbs out of the water. For the first time in its life, it tastes air and directs sunlight. Once the nymph has left the safety of its underwater environment, the sunlight begins to work on it catalyzing what will be its final molt. It is at this stage that the true magic occurs as the advanced creature hidden within the nymph cracks the outer larval skin. Over a period of several hours, four crumpled wings appear and the distinctive slender thorax begins to uncurl. What is of great metaphorical relevance at this stage concerns the element of water. As the emerging dragonfly rises out of the element of water and prepares to be reborn into a new life in the element of air, the water that still lies within its body becomes the key to the transformation process. Through a process of hydraulics, the water within the nymph's body is pumped into the emerging wings and thorax, causing them to unfurl and spread out for the first time. In other words, the dragonfly assumes its aerodynamic shape by means of the water from its old life. This water is what drives its mutation from nymph to dragonfly. As soon as all the water is expended and the dragonfly is fully extended, it takes to the air and begins its new life. The life cycle of the dragonfly is a perfect metaphor for the awakening of the 55th gift and its city. The raw energy of your emotions becomes the vehicle for the unfurling of your future awareness And once that awareness is born, your life exists forever on a higher plane. This metaphor also shows us that as a species, we must dive deeply into the emotional field where we will go through a series of mutations of which we are generally unaware. Whilst we exist in the world of emotions, we will have little inkling of the life that lies ahead of us. When the 55th shadow finally mutates fully, the collective awakening will truly begin in earnest. And so... We're in this time right now, and I know it's definitely something I'm passionate about. It's really, we've been talking about this emotional awareness Mm -hmm. on all of the previous podcasts. In our own simple ways, we've woven within our story, which has had some interesting twists and turns. We've kind of shared a little bit about our process and how we've navigated through these shifts, through these mutations which have been happening underlying, which have been leading us to the sequence of events that have occurred to us our entire existence but Mm -hmm. especially over the course of the past seven years so the minute like this moment that you start to become aware of the possibility that we do mutate and change and shift it just deprograms you and it opens up unlimited possibilities 
And that's where we're at right now, getting to that raw, natural state of creation out of the mind, out of the history, out of the previous stories, out of the attachments, out of all we've ever known, out of everything we've been told that can't be done or can be done. You know, as I was just reading this thing, this mutation about the dragonflies, it's getting a little specific about the process. That can also be kind of boring for some people, but yet sometimes we force ourselves to need to have an explanation step by step that makes it so or makes it true versus allowing it to just play through us and allowing it to happen and to surrendering to the process. Mm. There's nothing to fear. In fact, your best life lies ahead when you're in surrender so that you can really truly get aligned with why you came. You don't question your worth or your power or what you're here to do. You don't question things like that. You're not looking for an identity outside of yourself anymore. You came equipped with it. You're just letting go of all the false identities that have kept you from being the true one that's been there all along. That can't be influenced, really. Yeah, those stories are really interesting. And if you correlate that to us, it's like two creatures that have go from one species to a different. One has wings, and it flies and soars, and there's a deep inner knowing that's planted within it that it will become that other species. And what aren't we the same, right? Aren't if we can if we can combine a few things, it really puts things into perspective. One that we're floating in the middle of nowhere, and so this physical reality still is is pretty comical. And if you really drill <laughs> it down to the one little dot that you're on in the yeah. in the idea of this spinning sphere of the reality that we're thinking of, right? Yeah. And we take it really serious. We were never meant to be stressed out and pressured and under the pressure of time. It's not the natural state. And we're here to mutate out of that false state of our natural state, right? That's really what we're here to do. So this beautiful mm-hmm. metamorphosis process, I mean, I think, I don't, I don't know if you have much else to say, but otherwise mm-hmm. I think, you know, start to really see the butterflies around you, by the way. You know, stop and smell the roses. But when that butterfly comes by, remember the beautiful journey. There's the shadow journey that led to the beauty. You know, and there's that resting period. There's that in the cocoon, in the cave, in the quiet, in the self. And you don't have to actually do it in a cave. You can do it anywhere that you are. You're just starting to take control of your thoughts and your processes and what you focus on now instead of being a victim of something being flooded with your thoughts that keep the endless chatter of the fears and the perspectives and whatever the narrative is sometimes it's your mom's voice right sometimes we still hear our mom talking to us it's us talking not my mom because my mom I love you mom if you're listening I always have said I love and appreciate my mom because she never like overly tried to advise me you know she just kind of let me do it and I've always just appreciated that because sometimes you hear the stories of the moms or the mother-in-laws that are always giving the advice, especially when you have kids or, or whatever. Like, everybody's always got their say. Everybody's always got their advice. And when I think of my mom, and she's just totally neutral. She just, she just flows with it. And I've always been so grateful for that. I mean, in a way, she didn't try to shape me or make me any other way. She just accepted me for who I was. I've learned, so mom, this is me telling you, I love you and I have so much deep gratitude for you and dad and um, you know you know it's good to do that guys it's good to get in the fields it's good to get in the fields of gratitude for any and all situations and remember that everyone's your ally remember we started this even your enemy is your ally if you're looking at it from the higher perspective and the bigger picture that we're all here to just evolve each other back to our truth and to ourself that's why we're all here that's why we interact in the outside world in relationships you start to see anything outside of you as something that's a tool or an instrument or a guide a spirit guide mm-hmm. to turn you into yourself and so then we stop seeing an enemy outside of us at all. In fact, you eventually don't even encounter situations like, like that, you know? Um, well, that's where, like, just gratitude and forgiveness, like, you let go of those things. Like, we don't have to carry the story any longer than it's been carried. Mm-hmm. Like, you could have got spanked when you were nine, and you carry that forever, you know? Like, whatever that story is, let it go. Like, just actually express forgiveness and gratitude in that moment and just move past it, move past it, accept that everyone up to this point has been doing exactly what they needed for, for us to be exactly who and what we are. 
in this reality. And so let it go. Tell, tell people that you love them. Who cares if you've never set it up to this point? Just tell them. It just feels good. We're all connected. And don't carry old stories to our, our human graves. You know, like the pride and the ego, like really? They'll be the death of yourself. They yeah. will be the death of yourself. It's like you live when you carry those types of energies and they're just patterns and they're just patterns that are covering over wounds. And I mean, even some of the older generations, like they're not going back and they're not looking at that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, and now I think it's getting to the point in the healing processes, there's been an evolution in the healing process because I think it used to be that we're on a healing journey for years and we're trying to find ourselves back to ourselves and it can take a long time and it can be hard and we can go through a lot. But also, you could get to a point in your life where you decide, I'm not limited by time, space, gravity, resources. I'm not limited by my past, by my history. I am willing to let go of something old to shift into and to create something new. And it's just as simple as that. You know, if you're not a victim, you don't have to forgive anybody. Forgiveness is only necessary when you're in victim consciousness. Mm-hmm. So then you start to look at the deeper meaning of why you'd need to forgive someone. Well, and then coming to awareness that you're in victim consciousness allows you to finally release it, finally let it go. Wow. And then you can be then you can You're understand empowered. how long you've been carrying it. And then how freeing does that feel? And And that's when things actually start to change. They don't change when you hold on to the resentment for 10 years. You know how people have these like family fights and they don't talk for years? Like that helps. What does it help? Prove a point, have an ego, win a game, prove something. It's actually just hurt, covering hurt. Yeah. I mean, I use the example of carrying a really heavy backpack. Think of that really heavy backpack with a ton of bricks in it. And each thing that you let go of, that you forgive, that you have gratitude and send compassion to, you let a brick out of your backpack. Imagine how free that feels. Imagine how that allows you to go travel, to move, to explore if you're weighted down by this this anchor and you can't move, we're not we're not created to be that way. We're not created to be in a restrictive caged in space. We are meant to truly expand and explore and you know and feel and transform and truly. mutate. <laughs> yeah, and transcend this limited human experience. And I would ask everybody what are you challenging yourself with today when it comes to expansiveness? What are you challenging yourself with to go within? What are you challenging yourself with to be creative? I would challenge you too to ask yourself, you know, what are the things that are showing up for you that are fear? Start really identifying the fear, but not letting the fear mm. control you. Don't let the fear direct you. Just start becoming really aware of the fear and fear is fake. So then you start to realize mm. these are the fear, scary, false, fake things I keep telling myself mm -hmm. to keep me right where I'm at. I would love to see and hear anybody post like what some of their fears are in this current reality on our Facebook page and just allowing us to have the conversation. You expressing it, getting it out and writing it is one step closer to it being completely gone. And um, I would love that type of interaction. Um, on our Facebook page, it's easy. It's easy interaction for us. So I don't personally have anything else. This has been beautiful. It's always an honor to connect with Alicia and to just dive in and just to push play and record and just to allow, whether it's our higher selves or our human or the interchange between the two, share content and share whatever is within us and knowing that we're not the only ones feeling this. We're not the only ones thinking this. We're not the only ones studying this or speaking it or connected to this. And so this is our gift. This is our gift to anybody that listens to this, knowing that tomorrow's not guaranteed. And so just bringing love and gratitude into this experience and, and sharing it over a microphone that goes into a computer that gets posted on some application on a... Well, that travels from Costa Rica <laughs> to wherever you are. It's the and energy. How beautiful is that? Mm -hmm. That we can, we can communicate on a heart level this is the telepathic connection starting to form because we can start to feel each other. We can start to connect deeply with each other. And, um, yeah, you know, last thing is just open the heart, open the heart, open the heart. Every opportunity is an opportunity for you to open your heart, observe yourself, 
in the reactionary state where you're not in control, but your ego's in control, and start to become aware of the reactionary state, meaning you react before you think. That's the animalistic reaction, the dog bite, the scorpion sting. Right, but we're we aren't rea- we don't need to be reactionary, yeah. and so that's one way that you start to become very consciously aware of your shadows and your emotions, and you allow your emotions, you allow yourself to become educated by your emotions and aware of them and observe them and allow them to kind of let you dance inside yourself and see where it's really coming from, but that the emotions don't control you mm-hmm. into reactionary states or responses to people or situations. So that's one trick to play with this week. Yeah, and the emotions are the pathway from the human to the higher self. Oh my God, for sure. Mm. And there, so we don't deny the emotion, we embrace the emotion, Mm -hmm. we look at it. We look at the emotion like the wounded child. We look at the emotion like the infant baby that's crying in the crib that needs to be held Mm. and fed and loved and seen. You know, and so that's what emotion really is. Oh, the emotion coming out of me. Oh, it's not because this person said something to me. It's not because my kids did this. It's not because this situation. Oh, okay. How do I go into that emotion and feel that and love that and nurture that? And you clear it and you heal yourself. And this is powerful work. You can start doing today Mm -hmm. without a therapist. Start playing this game Mm -hmm. and see what happens and let us know. This is empowerment of the self, and we have the ability to liberate ourselves, and we got to let go of the stuff that's mm-hmm. keeping us from allowing us to ascend into higher frequencies and higher consciousness and higher awareness. And once you really start taking that step, <laughs> well, it's just you leap into the quantum. Beautiful. So I would end this with giving yourself gratitude. Like literally give yourself a hug. You know, I mean, it may feel silly, but that all is to show you that you're not giving yourself enough love. Like, feel your body. Like, this is such a gift, this human experience. This is such a gift for you to even be sitting and listening to something that connects with your heart from two people that you may or may not know. But, like, love yourself. Give yourself that, that, that freedom, that detachment, that letting go. And as you start loving yourself, self-love is such a gateway to all of this, to all of this. And I love y'all. So much love. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and expanding your mind and opening your heart to receiving new information, different perspectives from two people that you may have never heard of or you may have known before. And you're seeing us step into our new reality. So thank you so much. We're sending love and blessings to you. If you have any ideas or any subjects that you would like us to discuss, that you would like us to vibe and flow with and share with the world, please send that feedback to us. We are always open um, to new information on how we can integrate with you guys. In addition, if you want to support our podcast in any way, please reach out to us and we would love to share that information on how you can support us and we can continue to facilitate and share new content and new information with you guys. And remember, vibrate into a new reality. Yo, yo, yo. It's time to go, go, go. Don't be slow. We're about to show. You have to expand. Expand your reality. Deprogram. Breaking through your mind. Breaking through your mind, breaking through your mind.